fresh, dynamic, and totally prepared. Here's Patricia Raskin with Positive Living on the leader in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living. It's always an honor and pleasure to be with you. Now, I say this each week, but uh, Voice America's goal is to provide live programming on the Internet worldwide that helps you make informed decisions on your personal and professional life. Voice America believes in information's power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I. That's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions, positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. You can call us on our new listener line, which is 866-472-5788. We're here on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. We have a great show for you today, Um, great guest. My guest is Charlotte Shelton, and she is actually part of a great mother-daughter team. And we're talking about the new generation, and the book, the mother-daughter team who's written this book, is The Next Revolution. What Gen X women want at work and how their boomer bosses help them to get it. And Charlotte Shelton is a boomer mother, an author, a management professor, coach, and consultant. And she's co-author of The Next Revolution. Her daughter, who's not on the program with us but co-authored with her, she, Laura Shelton, M.A., is a Gen Xer, an award-winning reporter for Fox Television, and again, co-author of The Next Revolution. Welcome, Charlotte. Thank you, Patricia. Okay. What inspired you to write the book and to write the book with your daughter? Well, the the primary catalyst was Laura's 27th birthday. She came home to celebrate her birthday, and I observed her in a bad mood. And, you know, when you're a mother, you, you know from the nonverbal where your children are. Mm-hmm. And so I watched her for a couple of hours and finally said, Laura, what's going on, what's wrong? And she shrugged her shoulders and said, I don't really know. And then she looked at me just immediately and blurted out, is this all there is? Is this Mm -hmm. all I have to look forward to for the Mm -hmm. next 30 years? Mm -hmm. And it resonated, her question resonated deeply with me because I teach MBA students and most of them are Gen Xers. And in one way or another, they raise this question every time I meet with them. Mm-hmm. In fact, the the research shows that m- many MBA students are returning to school to get their MBAs not for career advancement but for corporate escape. So having this happen personally uh, with my daughter was just kind of the final um, icing on the cake, so to speak, to uh, to an issue that I've been hearing about for quite a while. Why Gen Xer and what does that mean exactly? Gen Xers are that generation of young Americans who were born between 1964 and we use the cutoff as 1977. Different authors um, use a little bit different cutoff dates. I think there's good agreement that 
this generation began in 1964 with a huge decline in birth rate, which marked the end of the baby boom generation. Uh, different people, I mean, people disagree about whether the end is 77 to 80, but we used 1977 so that our, our survey respondents would have a few years of work experience under their belt before they replied to our questionnaire. Okay. So the what do you see as when your daughter says is there more? These are women that are accomplished, they're college graduates, they're they've achieved in their career. Um you know, they, they certainly have the independence that a lot of us as baby boomers weren't encouraged mm-hmm. to have, mm-hmm. and a lot of them have the financial independence. Mm-hmm. So what's wrong, Charlotte? It's a very interesting and I think a bit complex in terms of both the psychological and the sociological answer to your question. Um, the short answer is this generation of young women grew up with really great expectations. And we as parents are primarily at fault for that, along with their teachers and their counselors and their college professors. We told them to dream big, to go for it, to reach for the stars. And I think we did so, I know that I did so, sincerely believing that by the time my daughter got to the workplace that it would be different from the workplace that I had experienced in my early years of employment. Mm -hmm. But in reality, um, we still have bureaucratic hierarchies in an awfully lot of our organizations. Mm -hmm. And so, and there's still much more um, gender inequality than most of us would like to, to recognize. One of the real surprising results of our survey, and and we surveyed 1,200 Gen Xers, both men and women from Mm -hmm. all over the country, and one of the most surprising uh, results was that salary inequities are showing up before this generation celebrates their 30th birthdays. Mm. So even when matched for you know, degree, years of experience, job title, men are earning more than women by the time they're age 30. And these these young women weren't prepared for that. They grew up playing co-ed sports. They grew up in equal opportunity classrooms. Mm-hmm. You know, they just were prepared yeah. for how um, little change has actually occurred. In- now, let me ask you this: Do you think there's also an issue with Gen Xers around relationships? Now, let me let me go back to: I'm a baby boomer. You're a baby boomer. You know, when we were boomers, when we were growing up. We went to college, a lot of us did, not everybody, but a lot of us did, and, and we got our degrees, but a lot of us got married within a, you know, a three to five year window of getting our degree. A lot of us did, and we were encouraged to do so, uh-huh. and a lot of us were encouraged to keep our careers if we wanted to, but make sure you have your education, but definitely have your family and get married. Uh-huh. Now today what's happening is women getting into the for- workforce, they're staying longer, they're getting independent. So my question is, are relationships being sacrificed? Are these women or men in their 30s, and particularly for women, they're saying, wait, you know, I'm 32, 33, 35, 36, and I feel like my biological clock is ticking, but I don't want to just get married to get married. So talk about that end of your daughter saying, is this all there is? Well, at the time my daughter made that comment, she was 
single and was not in a relationship. She had devoted all of her time and energy to her career. She'd gone right on to get a master's degree, and she was had worked as a, a reporter, an anchor, a producer, and she was. I thought she was living her dream, mm-hmm. uh, but the relationship piece of her life was missing. Again, another interesting result from our survey was that the married respondents scored significantly higher on both job and life satisfaction Mm. than their unmarried peers. Mm. Uh, Now, you know, this is a correlation. We can't talk really about causative factors, but it's an interesting observation. Um, in, (laughs) In the survey... The top three important factors to this generation in in terms of what they'd like at work are positive relationships, interesting work, and lots of opportunities to learn. Mm. But for men and women, positive relationships are so important at work, and that may be reflective of the fact that they're delaying um, personal commitments. Because they're getting such satisfaction at work? No. I (laughs) I think it's because they're so afraid of marriage, fifty percent of their parents mm-hmm. divorced. That's right. That's right. Uh, many of them were latch first generation latchkey mm-hmm. kids, mm-hmm. and so they're also determined that when they do marry, it'll last forever. And when they have children, yeah. they'll yeah. parent them differently. And sometimes that what they want is the perfect thing, and and you know they get older and they realize that they may not get this perfect thing. Mm-hmm. That there's always trade offs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but we did we did grow a generation of women with extremely high expectations, mm-hmm. and these expectations aren't being met. And it's easy to for us boomer women, I think, to um, to label them as whiners, or to be angry that they don't seem passionate about carrying on uh, the feminist crusade. I mean, many of them are op- they're so disillusioned that they're opting out and reverting to 1950s kinds of lifestyles which means they are mar- when they do marry they're they're quitting their careers to be um a full-time wife it's called the new wife style mm-hmm. unless they like that i mean it's a different yes. some, some people might like that and it's fine to have that option but mm-hmm. right now it's an option primarily um based on socioeconomic mm-hmm. status because many you know, many of our talented Ivy League women are in a position to do this because they've married Ivy League men with comparable salaries. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at just that end of the spectrum, the probably best educated women in our society are increasingly opting out uh, to revert to more traditional lifestyles. So their voice at senior levels of organizations um will increasingly be lost because as they would have moved through the pipeline, um, you know, instead they're, they're home being full-time parents. And again, I'm not making a judgment about that, mm-hmm. but it is an interesting sociological mm. dynamic. Mm. All right, we're going to take a break. My is Charlotte Shelton. She is co-author with her daughter, Laura Shelton, of the new book, The Next Revolution, What Gen X Women Want Work and How Their Boomer Bosses Can Help Them Get It. And we're going to talk about how their boomer bosses can help them get it right after the break. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice, VoiceAmerica.com. This week on Slice of Sci-Fi with Michael and Evo, Lake Bell from Surface joins us to tell us about the show, and TD-0013, our resident stormtrooper, joins us in studio to help us talk about the sci-fi that's happened this week. That's this week on Slice of Sci-Fi with Michael and Evo. Do you have questions concerning your personal portfolio? And would you like to know where the market's going before it gets there? Then you need to tune in to Elite Masters of Trading, hosted by the Traders Coach, Robin Day, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Robin has great ideas on how to invest, save, and make money. So become an elite trader in the market every Wednesday at 10 a.m. with the Traders Coach, Robin Dane, and Elite Masters of Trading, right here on the Voice America Radio Network. Did you know the young adult generation, otherwise known as the Echo Boomers, born between the late 1970s and 1995, number 78 million in our population? They are responsible and drink less, smoke less, do fewer drugs, and commit less crime than previous generations. Advocating America's Young Adult with hosts Chloe White and Charlie Fairchild aggressively addresses the current and cutting-edge issues affecting the young adult. It is a world of inherent unfairness for this age group, and the situation continues to deteriorate. The time for meaningful change has arrived. And our Advocating America's Young Adult is here to make an impact. Tune into Advocating America's Young Adult with host Chloe White and Charlie Fairchild. West Coast Business Review and host Amy Campbell presents Show Me the Business. Each week, you'll hear exciting guests give you vital information on advancing your business and career. Learn how others have built their empires, from best-selling authors to renowned entertainers. Listen every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific time on VoiceAmericaRadio.com. Visit our website at www.westcoastbusinessreview.com. West Coast Business Reviews, show me the business, connecting you to the business world. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. You can call us at 888-472-5788. We are here on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. My guest is Charlotte Shelton. She's co-author with her, do- with her daughter, Laura Shelton, of the new book, The Next Revolution, What X Women Want at Work and How Their Boomer Bosses Can Help Them Get It. Well, uh, Charlotte Shelton, who is my guest today, is a boomer mother. She's an author, management professor, coach, and consultant. She's a founding member of Wise Work, a consulting group specializing in innovative organization development, and she teaches MBA students at Brockford University's Heitzberg School of Management. She is also the author of Quantum Leap, Seven Skills for Workplace Recreation, and a frequent seminar conference pre- presenter, her daughter, Laura, holds an MA degree in communications as an award-winning reporter for a Fox Television affiliate. Um, welcome, Charlotte. Thank you, Patricia. Okay, let's address the subtitle. 
what Gen X women want at work and how their boomer bosses can help them get it. How is your boomer boss going to help you get what you want? Well, let me review again the three things that are most important to this generation. And as as I mentioned in the last segment, we surveyed 1,200 Gen X men and women and didn't know if we would find differences or similarities between across the genders. But it was for for the survey, the heart of the survey was we we had the respondents rate the importance of 15 job factors and then also rate how satisfied they were so that we could look at importance and satisfaction and the gap between the two. But let's talk just about what's important to these generation, this generation so that managers will have a framework uh, to work from. The top three factors for both men and women were positive relationships at work, lots of opportunities to learn new things, mm-hmm. and interesting work that challenged their their minds. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those are that's not rocket science. And in many ways, those are things that are important to all of us. But I think the more important question is, why do managers have such a hard time delivering on these? Because there were huge satisfaction gaps between these importance factors and how much of this was actually being delivered in the workplace. So mm-hmm. would you like me to talk about some ideas for each of those? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, I would I'd start with what you think would be the, the easiest for someone listening to this show to grasp in terms of being frustrated in their job and feeling that they have a lot of potential and, um, and wanting their bosses to understand that. Well, that's a different question than I thought it was going to be. You want me to talk about what Gen Xers can do rather than what managers can do. Yeah, I think so. I think they're both important. But but let's start with, with Gen Xers. We have a a chapter in the book, it's it's chapter seven, that talks about four roads to revolution. Now what can a Gen Xer a frustrated disillusioned Gen Xer do? Um to make things better. And I think the the answer to that question depends on the unique situation of each Gen X woman or actually man, since the situation applies to both. So we, we give options. We talk about four roads. One is to change employers and find a more X-friendly workplace. And there are lots of them out there, and we talk about them in the book. They're still rare, but they are growing. And we list a lot of publications like Fast Company that um, a Gen Xer can turn to to get new images of possibility. For other people, uh, becoming an entrepreneur or even a mompreneur is a good option. Um, Gen X is the fastest-growing group of entrepreneurs in the United States, by a two-to-one margin, this generation would rather start their own business than be a senior executive in somebody else's. And for women of this generation who yearn for more balanced lives than their parents lived, uh, there's a real pull toward home-based businesses, and there's a name for this. The, the trendy name is the Mompreneur and run a business out of your house while you can be available to your your children full-time. 
So the second road to revolution is to take take the leap of faith into entrepreneurship, even on a small basis. Mm-hmm. The third one is to become a workplace activist. And we talk about this in the book as being a very different kind of activist than um, the previous generation of feminists. We boomers, we were often angry, and I think rightly so, And but we showed up um, with an arrogance that didn't always get positive response from the power structure. So we talk about new positive and proactive ways to be a change agent in organizations, and we talk about new approaches like appreciative inquiry, and we discuss the fact that um, paradoxically the easiest way to change a a manager or an organization is to first find something to appreciate about them. Mm -hmm. And then the final road to revolution is uh, a spiritual road. It's about transforming yourself internally, learning to see the world differently with a deep belief that as you see things differently, the world around you will change. And mm. We, in fact, end the book with a chapter that introduces seven quantum skills for transforming your life. So those first two roads, you know, change employers or become an entrepreneur are external roads. The last, the second two roads are more internal roads. Okay. So in, in terms of, of doing all those things and, you know, following those steps, do you think it's a very deliberate thing? I mean, if you're sitting at your job and you're feeling frustrated, how do you, uh, do you do one at a time? How do you help people proceed with that? Well, process? we begin the the chapter that talks about the four roads to revolution by saying, you know, you can you can do multiple roads at one time. One road may work for you this year, and then three years from now you may need a different one. But I think it's very feasible that you could take an external action, action like change employers while at the same time working on your own emotional intelligence or your own um, spiritual transformation. So they're not mutually exclusive. More than one can be done at, at once. Okay. Let's switch over for a couple minutes and talk about the boss side of this. Okay. In terms of how how the, the, the person you're working for can respond in terms of helping you. Well, remember that the number one factor that's most important to Gen Xers is positive relationships at work. Mm -hmm. So if you're a boss, if you're a manager of this generation, then obviously the most important thing is to work on your relationship skills. And to me, the heart of relationship building is learning to listen well. And I have a great example um, of how you can do this in a easy, no-cost way. And, and the example is the conductor of the Boston Philharmonic, Benjamin Zander, and he noticed that his his orchestra was getting increasingly younger and that the things that had motivated boomers weren't motivating to Gen Xers, and he was having increased turnover. And he came up with the idea of that he needed to listen to their voices better. And so he started putting a blank sheet of paper on each music stand before every rehearsal. And the question was, tell me what I can do to help you be a better musician. 
And he asked that question every time they came together and they were able to, to give him written feedback. Again, it didn't take much money, the cost of the paper. It took very little time, two or three minutes for um, musicians to write down what was on their mind that day about what they wanted development or coaching or help mm-hmm. in. And it just transformed the morale of this organization. And I realize most of us don't conduct orchestras or play in orchestras, but I think the example is very transferable. It's about learning to listen deeply to this generation and and building quality relationships with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But don't you think, though, that that's good advice for anybody? I mean, we all want to be recognized and listened to and understood and appreciated. I absolutely think regardless of our gender, our generation, we want these same three things at work. Uh, and the interesting question to me, and it's kind of consuming my life right now, is why is it that none of us seem to be able to create the kind of organization that all of us want to work in? Mm-hmm. Because it's people. <laughs> right? We're and human. that's changing. I mean, you have to change the way people behave. But we can do better. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We're going to go to break. Um, Charlotte, why don't you give some people information about your book and how they can get a hold of, of your book and your work. And we have a, a minute, so let's do that. Okay. The book is The Next Revolution. It can be purchased on any of the online bookstores or from the publisher, daviesblack.com, or from my website, which is wisework.com. Okay. All right. And my guest is Charlotte Shelton. She is co-author with her daughter, Laura Shelton, of the new book, The Next Revolution, What Gen X Women Want at Work and How Their Boomer Bosses Can Help Them Get It. And what is the website again? www.wisework.com. Okay. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about... You know, what, uh, what actions can disillusioned Gen Xers take to increase job satisfaction? We've talked some about that, but we will talk more about that. What are some of the Gen X-friendly companies? And, you know, what is this quarter-life crisis and, and what do we do about it? So stay tuned, folks. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. From our home to your speakers, VoiceAmerica.com. Have you put down the morning paper in disgust because they weren't reporting what you wanted to read? Have you wondered why there aren't more women's voices in the news? Well, so have I, and we're about to change that. This is former Minnesota State Senator Ember Reichgott Young. I hope you'll join me for a new radio show every Thursday all about women on the move. We'll look at what's missing in the news, the issues often ignored in mainstream media, like how does Social Security reform really affect women? Why is the Department of Labor proposing to stop collecting workforce data on women? What role will women play in Iraq's new government? We'll create that debate right here. The Ember Reichgott Young Show will have prominent women you know and inspiring women you don't know. 
We'll share stories of women's leadership, courage, and vision. We just need you to be part of the conversation. So join us for the Ember Reichgott Young Show every Thursday at 1 p.m. Central Time. It's all about you, women on the move, on voiceamerica.com. Hello, this is Rory Goray, president of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race dog. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice voiceamerica.com Expand love and light in the universe. Tune into Miracles Happen, Dreams Do Come True with Iris Jackson every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Each week, Iris and her guests empower, encourage, affirm, acknowledge, and remind us of who we really are, providing tools and processes to fulfill our destiny passionately, victoriously, and joyously. Miracles Happen, Dreams Do Come True is under the guidance and direction of our beloved I Am Presence, the seven mighty Elohim, the ascended masters, and the legions of light, and is given with fervent and heartfelt wishes that all of your dreams come true and are a thousand times more wonderful than you ever dreamed possible. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are. We're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Rask, and you can call us at 866-472-5788. Remember, this is a program that brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live the kind of life that you want to in all areas of your life. My guest is Charlotte Shelton. She is co-author with her daughter, Laura Shelton, of the new book, The Next Revolution, What Gen X Women Want at Work and How Their Boomer Bosses Can Get It. Charlotte Shelton, EDD, is a boomer mother, an author, management professor, coach, and consultant, a founding member of Wise Work, a consulting group specializing in innovative organizational development. She also teaches MBA students at Rockhurst University's Harrisburg School of Management and is a visiting professor at Peking's University International MBA program. She is the author of Quantum Leap, Seven Skills for Workplace Recreation. Her daughter, Laura Shelton, holds an MBA degree in communications as an award-winning reporter for a Fox television affiliate. Welcome back, Charlotte. Thank you, Patricia. Okay, and let's give your website out again, which is wisework.com. Okay. All right, the question I said I'd ask before the break is what are some of those Gen X friendly companies out there, and what are they doing differently? Well, one of my very favorite X-friendly companies is the SAS Institute, SAS Institute in Cary, North Carolina. They are a software manufacturer, so they're in a industry that is known to be very fast-paced with long hours and lots of turnover. But employees at SAS don't 
leave very often. They have incredible retention rates. They have a standard 35-hour work week, which is unheard of in the software industry. Um, But their productivity is extremely high because they have such dedicated and um, loyal employees. They have fabulous on-site daycare. They have a geriatric counseling program so that parents can have assistance or so that adults can have assistance dealing with um, elderly parents as well as a quality place to put Mm -hmm. their own children. So Uh, it's quality of work. It's quality of work, and the 35-hour work week is a key part of this. They're they're very big supporters of job sharing. You know, it's, it's very frustrating to me and disappointing that we've had the concept of job sharing around for, oh, at least 15 years, and a few companies dabble with it, offer it for non-management jobs, but very few companies let senior-level people job share. Verizon uh, corporate headquarters is the only exception I know where two women share the position of VP of Marketing and Communications, and they've done this for 10 years. Everybody around them says that, the, that it's a win-win, that these women get to have part of the week to be full-time parents, and yet the company gets more than 50% of their energy and, and skills and knowledge. So why, you know, why haven't we found more ways to make work more balanced and more friendly to being a young person and raising a family? Mm-hmm. Um, and what's the answer? <laughs> Or is there one? Wall Street, probably. I mean, I I do think that um, there's an erroneous belief in the executive suite that you can't have uh, a healthy work environment and make a good profit. And I think that's a very erroneous belief because... The more I, the more work that I do in organizations, the more I'm convinced that results are a byproduct of relationships, mm-hmm. and that if we build healthy, functional organizations, profits will indeed follow. Okay, but we've got to change the mindset. Well, and you know, as you see a lot with retirees or people who move to smaller towns for less pay but better quality of life, mm-hmm. do you think Gen Xers are more likely to? sacrifice the financial remuneration for the quality of life, or do they want both? Oh, they're definitely willing to sacrifice financial remuneration for quality of life. I mentioned, um, I think I mentioned a couple of times that we had them rate 15 job factors, and salary was one of the 15 factors that they rated according to its importance to them. And for both men and women, salary was in the bottom third of the 15 factors in terms of importance ratings. Mm-hmm. So there are, I mean, it's not, they, they realize they can't live without money and many of them leave university with $100,000 in student loans and they've got incredible credit card debt and they know they're going to be the first generation without social security. So, I mean, it's not that money is is um, irrelevant to them, but in the greater scheme of things, it's certainly far from the top in importance. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, another company, one that um, everybody probably will recognize, is Deloitte & Touche. 
And like other accounting and consulting firms, they've had a really hard time keeping their well-educated female employees because in order to make partner in such a firm, uh, in the past you pretty much had to sell your soul. Mm-hmm. And so in order to keep, to, to retain women, Deloitte and Touche has made a lot of changes. One of them is their a program they call Personal Pursuits. And if you're a, an above-average um performer as determined by their performance review process, you're eligible to take uh, up to a five-year sabbatical. Now, of course, this is without pay, but you are guaranteed what they call an entry ramp, a position back on the same track that you exited on, and while you're off for up to five years, you're asked to come back in office one week a year in order to keep your skills current, you know, be updated on client changes, on technological changes, and just stay connected to the company. And Deloitte pays any licensing fees or memberships that you have throughout the sabbatical time. Mm. And their retention rates for women have soared since they've started this program. You know, I'm, I'm wondering, too, if this is all about, in a way, building community. Because, you know, with, I mean, if we look back now at the baby boomer and where we are, you know, there, there has been a, a very high, I don't know what the word is, it's divorce rate, but in terms of, of being fractioned off, we don't have the mm-hmm. family anymore. That's one. Mm-hmm. And two, you know, so that's what the, the baby boomers. But secondly, we're in this technological world now, which is, you know, high-tech, high-tech, not always high-touch. So it would seem to me that it would make sense that the Gen Xers would go for the quality of life, would go for the support system. Yes. And I think both the SAS Institute and Deloitte are examples of companies that have learned to put a lot of emphasis on relationship building, which, remember, was one of the top three importance factors I'd, I'd like to give you examples of companies that are doing things that relate to the other two factors, interesting work and opportunities to mm-hmm. learn. Uh, Doug and Carolyn Bell are a husband-wife team that own 48 super cut salons, you know, hair, mm. hair salons. And they, too, were having just a huge turnover problem, like 48% a year, and so they were having trouble, you know, re- retaining clientele because they couldn't retain the stylist. And Carolyn got the idea. I said forty-eight percent. I'm I'm actually looking down at my notes. They had a seventy-five percent turnover rate initially. Mm-hmm. Carolyn got the idea that they should give these employees more training because she'd read that Gen Xers really are like sponges and they want to be continuously learning new things. So she started a lot of courses in, you know, new products, new styles, but she also started a course in how to run your own business, how to start your own salon. Mm -hmm. And her husband thought she was nuts. He said, Carolyn, if we do this, you know, all the, we've, we've already got a 75% turnover rate. If we do this, it's going to even go up. People are going to have the skills to go do their own entrepreneurial thing. Well, exactly the opposite happened. 18 mm-hmm. months after she started this intensive training and development program, 
the turnover dropped from 75% to 48%. And that, you know, that goes to the bottom line because clients want to go places where they can build a relationship with their stylist. And so paradoxically, by giving people new skills, you bond them with more loyalty. Mm-hmm. By making them more employer, just employable, just the opposite happens. Yeah, and you hear that a lot. I've heard that a lot in you know from peers and also from the generation. You know, our parents, the, uh-huh. the grandparents, the grandparents of the Gen Xers. Now, I've heard people say to me, you know, why are you giving all that information away? You know, they can they can then take that and start their own. And my feeling is, well, that's what I'm doing. I'm helping to support them. Uh-huh. And so it, it's that same fear, but on the other hand, if you know that you're good at what you do, you have your own unique, unique skill that's, that's just right. yours. And you, you become terribly loyal to the people who have helped you learn those skills. So I'd like to also give you an example of the a company that is addressing the third issue that's really important to this generation, and that's interesting work. Do we have time to talk about that before? Uh, No, we're going to do that right after the break. Okay. My guest is Charlotte Shelton, co-author with her daughter, Laura Shelton, of the new book, The Next Revolution, What Gen X Women Want Work and How Their Boomer Bosses Can Help Them Get It. Log on to wisework.com. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Conversation at a click of a mouse. VoiceAmerica.com Ever wonder what's in your future? Why you are the way you are? Or what your dreams really mean? Then tune in and call in to The Jackie Marie Show with professional psychic Jackie Marie. With over a reported 90% accuracy in her psychic predictions, Jackie Marie answers your questions on psychic phenomenon, dream interpretation, numerology, astrology, hypnosis, recognizing your own psychic gifts, and so much more. Along with her co-host, Alan Richard, Jackie also provides her psychic insight on celebrities, politicians, new items, and a mystery of the week. That's the Jackie Marie Show, broadcast every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern, on voiceamerica.com. In the great scheme of things, a minute isn't all that much, unless you happen to have a stroke. All of a sudden, those minutes count. Minutes that could mean losing your ability to talk, move, or walk. Which is why, if you can get help in time, your stroke can be treated. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face. If you experience this, call 911 immediately. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE-TODAY. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkgaard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Invoke thought, feeling, and inspiration into your life right here on voiceamerica.com. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, 
politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Getterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Bringing you around the world, right from your desktop, voiceamerica.com. are back and we're listening to Positive Living and I'm Patricia Raskin. Now as I always say and I say this each week, it's always an honor and a pleasure to be with you and Voice America believes that information's power, the internet is the future and the future is now and so do I. That's why I'm here. My program Positive Living brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered and successful lives. You can call us at 866-472-5788. Log on to wisework.com. That's what we're talking about today. My guest is Laura Shelton. She is a boomer mother and co-authored with her boomer, with her Gen X daughter, Laura Shelton, their book, The Next Revolution, What Gen X Women Want at Work and How Their Boomer Bosses Can Help Them Get It. Charlotte Shelton is a boomer mother, an author, management professor, coach, and consultant, a founding member of Wise Work, which is a consulting group specializing in innovative organizational development. And her daughter, Laura, Shelton holds an MBA degree in communication as an award-winning reporter for Fox TV affiliate. Log on to wisework.com. Okay, welcome back, Charlotte. Thank you, Patricia. All right, let's talk about, um, you were talking about companies that are friendly to Gen Xers, and Gen Xers really enjoy these companies. What can companies do to make it more interesting for Gen Xers? Well, I want to restress that interesting work is really important to this generation. In our survey of 1,200 Gen Xers, it came up as one of the top three factors of importance. And while my generation talks about burning out, this generation talks about rusting out. They feel so underutilized in their entry-level jobs. Now, remember, they're the, the most educated generation yet to enter the workplace. For the most part, they have a lot more technological savvy than their boomer colleagues around them, and they just don't feel like they're being challenged or utilized. I think an example of a large company program that has been designed to address this is Chevron Oil's program called XYZ. Now, the X obviously stands for Gen Xers. Y stands for the generation behind them that's just now entering the workforce. Some people refer to this generation as millennials. Uh, And then Z will be the generation to follow. But what Chevron has done is recognized that there are all kinds of motivational and retention issues for these younger generations and that one of the things they want is to be more fully utilized. Mm-hmm. And so the Chevron XYZ program puts members of these younger generations onto their strategic planning task force so that they're involved with key senior leaders of the organization in designing the strategic future for the company. Mm-hmm. And while 
all members of younger generations can't sit on this committee. It is so motivating that for the whole population of Gen Xers that some of their voices get to be heard. And it only makes good business sense because not only does it help motivation, but it helps in product planning because increasingly the people that all companies are going to be selling to are Gen Xers. Uh, we boomers are getting old. The oldest of us are turning 60 this year. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon we'll be picking up our retirement slippers and headed um, you know, to the golf course. Mm-hmm. And that creates a huge problem for organizations. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's look at... Um... You know, and the other thing that you said to me during the break is that there are many more boomers than there are Gen Xers, so that's, there's going to be more of a shortage because so many of us will retire, that will leave more openings and more opportunities for Gen Xers. We have a huge labor shortage looming, and it's hard for people who have researched this or read about it to realize um, how big this issue is. There are 77 million boomers in the United States. There are only 44 million Gen Xers. So even if we were to retain all of them in as productive employees, we still have a huge gap between the sizes of the generations. So many people from economists to CEOs are beginning to ask, who's going to sit at the boomer desk? And remember, I mentioned earlier that by a two-to-one margin, Gen Xers would rather be entrepreneurs and own their own business rather than be a senior executive in a big company. So those who can are exiting. Other talented women are opting out, you know, to be full-time wives. So we're just going to have a huge gap as boomers start to retire between availability of skills and the the need for those skills. Mm. It's going to be a big societal crisis. Well, let's talk about some of those skills. Let's talk about the seven quantum skills and how they will help Gen X women expand their capacity to lead. Because they'll have the opportunity. Well, they sure will. And I hope that they stick around to uh, and, and wait to get those opportunities. We end our book, The Next Revolution, by talking about seven quantum skills that Gen X women can... And, and we only have a few minutes, so we'll have to speed them up a little bit. Okay. Uh, one of them is quantum feeling, the ability to feel vitally alive regardless of what's going on around you. And I would love to see all of us learn this skill so that we can um, take command of our emotions and, and not be subject to the whims of the external environment. If Gen X women could learn how to do this skill, uh, they'd be less depleted by the dysfunctional workplaces that they're finding themselves in. Okay, how about another one? Uh, another one is quantum thinking, the ability to think paradoxically. And I think as we move into the 21st century, we're learning that things aren't as logical and linear and simple as they used to be. And to learn to, to see two opposing opposites and know they're both true, uh, like the, the supercuts example, to know that you can train your employees in new skills and increase your retention rather than having them leave you. Learning to think paradoxically is a really important skill. Okay. And? Well, one. Uh, another one. Well, maybe maybe just pick one more that you think is really critical. 
quantum trusting, the ability to trust life's process, mm. to know that even when things aren't perfect right now, that that there is a, an energy of of life that will guide us in a good direction. Uh, when we get to the end of our lives, they look like perfectly designed tapestries. If we could only trust that in the middle of them, we'd live differently. And it's hard to do when you don't see it coming. It is hard to do. But it can be developed, and we give lots of examples in the book of how to begin to practice and master these quantum skills. What would you like to leave our listeners with today if they get one thing out of this program, the next revolution, what Gen X women want at work, and how their boomer bosses can help them get it? What would you like to leave them with, Charlotte? If you're a boomer, learn to listen to this generation and discover that what they want is probably what you want as well, and all of us together can recreate our workplaces. Mm. Thank you so much for being on the program. Thank That's you. That's wonderful. My guest today has been Charlotte Shelton. She is co-author with her daughter of the new book, The Next Revolution, What Gen X Women Want at Work and How Their Boomer Bosses Can Help Them Get It. You can log on to wisework.com, wisework.com. Okay, folks, um, and just I just want to tell you a little bit more about uh, Charlotte Shelton. She's a boomer mother, author, management professor, coach, and consultant and a founding member of Wise Work. And her daughter, Laura, has an MA degree in communications as an award-winning reporter for Fox TV affiliate, and together they have written this book, The Next Revolution. Remember, wisework.com. Next week, my guest is Anne Louise Gittleman. She's a Ph.D. CNS who holds a doctorate in holistic nutrition, and she's a New York Times bestselling author. She will discuss her new book, The Fast Track One-Day Detox Diet, Boost Metabolism, Get Rid of Fattening Toxins, Safely lose up, lose up to eight pounds overnight and keep those off for good. And if you want to log on to the website, it's annlouise.com, A-N-N-L-O-U-I-S-E.com. Folks, until next week, it's always an honor and pleasure to be with you. Remember that this program is for you. If you want to hear the archive shows, go to voiceamerica.com, look up under host Patricia Raskin, and the shows are there. My website is raskinresources.com. My book is Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living. And again, uh, you can write to me at patricia at raskinresources.com. Until next time, for Positive Living, I'm Patricia Raskin. Have a great day. listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfindings, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living, right here on voiceamerica.com.